Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. God is so good. Last weekend was Easter. How awesome was that? God, we'd had a great celebration. I want to share a message today on what happens after the resurrection. Let's take our seats. I was just praying about this week. I thought, what actually happened after the resurrection? And uh, because the resurrection of Jesus, as we shared last Sunday, was an amazing supernatural miracle. And Jesus had done a lot of miracles. That was an amazing supernatural miracle. And that was the beginning of another flow of supernatural miracles. I want to talk today about the supernatural signs, wonders and miracles that God brought after resurrection. And I believe we are moving into another season of the supernatural of God. Michael Maiden, a well-known prophet at the beginning of this year, he said, he prophesied that 2021 would be a year of unprecedented, miraculous breakthroughs. And I believe that is the truth. And we're already starting to see it happen. It's uh, April. There's already some of you have seen some amazing things happen. And if you haven't yet, I believe we're going to move into it more and more and more. We've seen some miraculous conversions. We've seen people graduating and being set free. We've seen a lot of things shaking and changing. And I believe that God wants us to move into a season of supernatural breakthroughs. Mark 16 verse 14. It says, then Jesus appeared before the 11 apostles as they were eating a meal. He corrected them for having such hard, unbelieving hearts because they did not believe those who saw him after his resurrection. They're excited as, and Jesus still says, hey guys, why are your hearts so hard? Why don't you believe your friends who have already seen me? So this is quite an encounter going on. And he said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They'll be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. After saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of God. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. Folks, that's what happened after the the resurrection. The miracle, supernatural event of Jesus rising from the dead. And then he launches them out and says, go and share this good news everywhere. And by the way, you're going to see the miracles and signs and wonders that you saw in my life. And they're going to be multiplied. And I think, wow, Lord, that is very awesome. And so we see this incredible flow of breakthroughs happens. We look at um, Acts chapter 2 when... uh, Holy Spirit was poured out and the, uh, the incredible supernatural event of uh, people being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, prophesying, boldness to get up and preach. And uh, many, it says 3,000 got saved that day. 
That's a pretty powerful sermon. That's, that's a miraculous breakthrough. The greatest miracle is a transformed life from darkness to light, whether they're hanging on a cross beside Jesus or they're walking through life saying, I don't understand all this. And so we see that over 3,000 came to Christ. Then in verse 41 of Acts 2, those who believed the word that day numbered 3,000, they were all baptized. That would have been a fun baptism service. Mate, I've done 20 in a day. They had 3,000 of them. Mate, they must have had a few lakes or rivers or something going on there. Lots of swimming pools. 3,000 people, that would have taken a while to do. You've got to think this through. We read that and think, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but how did they do it? 3,000 baptisms in one day. Then it says, every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. Verse 43, a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. There it is, what Jesus said would happen started to break loose. There was all these incredible supernatural signs and wonders happen. All the believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. So every day, people are coming to Christ, being converted. And one of the key aspects was the supernatural signs and wonders of God. And I've heard people say, well, we just need to believe for the Spirit to pour out and a whole pile of miracles are going to happen and everyone's going to get saved. Well, yes and no. It's an important component, but it's not the only component. Because you look there in Acts 2, that they Three key things were happening. Their words. So they preached the word of God, the apostles' doctrine. They spoke and preached and taught and helped people understand what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus. He said, go into all the world, baptize people, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. So they, they taught and preached and understood the word of God. Then they had deeds of kindness. They made sure no one was hungry. They went and cared for. Some of them sold their spare property and they shared their resources so that everyone need were met. So there was words, deeds, and signs. And I believe that if you read through the book of Acts and you look at church history, whenever there's a great move of God that shakes and changes the nation, you see those three things. Words, deeds, and signs. You need all three to see a transformation. And I looked at that one day and I thought, there's some churches are incredibly uh, powerful in one or two, but not many churches or denominations or movements have all three in great strength. But whenever you find them, you see that's when a rapid transformation and revival breaks loose. Words, deeds, and signs. And I believe that we're moving into another season of signs and wonders because we live in such a secular, reasoning, unbelieving society that we need some things to break through people's mindsets and get people wondering. What's a sign do? A sign points somewhere and a wonder says, well, I wonder if God is real. 
And so when a miracle happens, let me tell you, when a supernatural miracle of healing happens that you see, or someone's life is radically set free from strongholds and addiction and crime, and you see them become a follower of Jesus Christ, when a miracle or a supernatural transformation happens, you cannot ignore it. You can, you can debate philosophies, you can argue, argue uh, theological points, but you cannot deny a transformed life and you cannot deny a miracle that happens in front of your eyes. And, and, and Bill Johnson says, when you experience or observe a miracle, your mind or heart is enlarged and it can never go back to the same place it was before. And I thought, that is true. That is so true. And so we need to see, by God's grace, a significant increase of signs and wonders and miracles to shake our secular, unbelieving nation. And I believe God's going to do it by His Spirit because that's the pattern He did after the resurrection. It's the pattern that happened when the Holy Spirit got poured out and that's what I believe we're entering into a new season right across our nation, in our city, in our churches, in our family. Get ready for it, folks. We've got to believe for it and see with eyes of faith for it to happen. I believe that that's what's going to happen this year and God's going to start to accelerate it. We're going to see more and more supernatural, miraculous things happen by the power of the Spirit of the living God because we need not just philosophies and debates, we need breakthroughs and transformations that people cannot ignore. They cannot ignore it. They mightn't agree with it, but they can't ignore it. And by the Spirit of God, we're going to see that happen. In Acts 4, 29, It says, now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. This is Peter and John and the other disciples. They'd been arrested, thrown in prison. They got supernatural released. And why? Because they'd healed a man on the way to church. A miracle all of a sudden broke open the whole community. And people are either for or against, and they couldn't deny or ignore. So they tell them that it's in the power of the name of Jesus. And then then they go back when they're released. They go to the Christian. This is what happens. Then listen to their prayer. It says, stretch out your hand of power through us to heal. They didn't say, Lord, give us better words to try and convince people. They said, stretch out your power to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. They knew that some things had to shift. And when the supernatural of God comes, things shift and atmosphere changes over a community, over a household, over a church, over a city, over a nation. And get ready, folks, we're going to see some supernatural signs that's going to shake this nation. It's going to shake our communities. And I believe that God's getting us ready and teaching us how to flow with that and be a part and partner with it. So they prayed. And then as they prayed, the earth shook beneath them causing the building they were in to tremble. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Wow. Wow, this is a prayer meeting and a half, hey? Because they prayed in line with what God was up to. When you get on God's agenda, watch out because you'll see his confirmations everywhere around us. And the enemy has tried to shake and distract and distort 
reality. But let me tell you, it's because he knows what's coming. He knows. He's a spiritual being. Sometimes the devil knows what's coming better than what Christians know what's coming. We've got to get on the Holy Spirit's agenda, and this is what God's up to by his Holy Spirit. And when they prayed like that, God shook the place and said, hey, here's a, natural, here's a supernatural sign to show you what I'm about to do. And things started to rapidly transform. We look at what happened in the book of Acts. We go over to uh, Acts 5 verse 12. It says the apostles is the next uh, chapter, maybe days or weeks later. The apostles performed many signs, wonders and miracles among the people. Now a miracle can be someone supernaturally healed. A sign and a wonder can be supernatural protection, um, you know, unbelievable provision. It can be a restoration of a family. You think there was no hope. It can be so many things. So it's not just heal healings. It can be many other things. And we're going to see a multitude of many signs and wonders and miracles. Let's believe for it. Don't settle for what we've had. Saying, oh, well, could it happen? Well, I believe it can and will because the Holy Spirit has spoken it and declared it. And many of you are saying, we've got to have something more. We've got to have more than just nice services and great songs and, and, and some stories. We've got to have the supernatural of God to shake our nation, to shake our community, to set people free, to move us out of unbelief into belief. It says these signs will follow those who believe. That's our part of partnering with it. Don't let reason saying, oh, well, that's happened in the past, but not sure if it can happen now in our modern culture. Hey, God can shake it very quickly, very quickly. So they go on and it says, um, and the people were wonderfully united as they met regularly in the temple courts in the area known as Solomon's porch. So they had all these other rooms around the main temple. That's where they met daily. No one dared harm them, for everyone held them in high regard. When supernatural stuff happens, there is breakthroughs. The greater the persecution came, the greater the demonstration of the supernatural. And we read stories in the book of Acts where there was people, uh, the, the disciples were in prison one night and they got the angel came and opened the doors and they walked out and next morning the priests come to get them and they're preaching down the road they said how did that happen fear came on the community says we can't hold these guys anymore another guy was was trying to uh, uh was a basically a a warlock or a, a spiritual guy that was in darkness tried to stop him and paul points and says you'll be cursed and so he goes immediately blind in front of him Mate, that created a great stir. You'll see a lot of supernatural things happen. And God's going to do what he needs to do by his spirit. So it goes on and it says, Continually more and more people believed in the Lord were added to their number. Great crowds of both men and women getting saved. In fact, when people knew Peter was going to walk by, they carried the sick out to the streets and laid them down on the cots and mats, knowing the incredible power emanating from him would overshadow him, them and heal them. Wow, wow. Great numbers of people swarmed into Jerusalem from the nearby villages. When God starts moving, everything starts to shake and change. They brought with them the sick 
and those troubled by demons and everyone was healed. God, you can do it again. You can do it again. Everyone was healed. Not just occasional ones that we see from time to time. Everyone was set free. God wanted to demonstrate his supernatural power and declare to that whole region that he is the Lord of all. Verse 17, the high priests and the officials who formed the party of the Sadducees became extremely jealous over all that was happening. So they had the apostles arrested, placed in chains and thrown into jail. Let me tell you, when God works powerfully, not everyone's excited. Some people are going to lose their position of influence or control. And so persecution often is accompanied with a great move of God. Are we ready? That's not a fearful thing. It's just a power thing. Because look what happened next. During the night, the Lord sent an angel who appeared to them. He supernaturally opened the doors, prison doors, and brought the apostles outside. Go, the angel told them. Stand in the temple courts and preach the words that bring life. So how do we see this happen? Number one, there's bold courageous, faith-filled prayer. You start to move from your natural reasoning into supernatural thinking. When you pray with faith and believe, you will move from the possibilities of your own mind into the impossibilities that God shows us can happen. And many of you know the power of that. And I believe God's preparing it. For some, this last six or 12 months has been a great challenge for our lives with health, with relationships, with all sorts of things. But let me tell you, God's been getting us ready to arise. And the Spirit of God's equipping us for supernatural breakthrough. Powerful prayer is essential to prepare our hearts and the community for what God's going to do. Secondly, we see when the supernatural comes because you're overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Peter, it says he was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit so powerfully that even his natural shadow then brought healing. Wow. That is that is amazing. We don't see this happening all the time, but I've heard stories when I've been to India with Pastor Abram, and even now I've seen and experienced. I remember I went to Vietnam many years ago, and the underground church was under great persecution. But the pastors started to share, and some of these leaders had never got together before because they were under such persecution and being thrown in a jar that they organized what they called a wedding, and they got 150 of these underground church pastors together on a beach and uh, I was in the middle of that, and that was the most exciting and scary days of my life. And then they started to share their stories for six hours. They started to share what God was doing, and it was exactly the book of Acts. Angels were showing up all the time. They were getting people supernaturally healed. That morning, one of the pastors went for a swim, and a sea snake bit him, and in 10 minutes, you're dead. They weren't phased. They just laid hands on him and he's immediately healed and just went on. That happened that morning at the campsite. That was their normal way of life. It was just the way they lived. It wasn't a big deal. This is just what we do. 
For six hours they shared the stories and I sat there, we had an interpreter talking to us of what they were saying. I just sat there amazed. I thought, this is Acts 29. There's only 28 chapters in Acts in the Bible, but Acts 29 is continuing to happen. Let me tell you, we're going to move into Acts 29, which is the works of the Spirit of God through you and I and the body of Christ. And Australia desperately needs this. It's not the only thing that's going to change our nation. It's word, deed, and sign. But this is often the missing link we don't see enough of. The devil's tried to stop us stepping in and believing for it. So we see powerful prayer. We see being overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. The Greek word translated overshadow is episkazeo, which is used exclusively for the power of the Almighty overshadowing, such as Mary, who conceived a child supernatural by God, says the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and Jesus was conceived in her womb supernaturally. It is also used for the cloud that overshadowed Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration when heaven opened and came down and Moses and Elijah supernaturally spoke to Jesus. This was not a natural shadow created by the light of the sun but the supernatural overshadowing of God's power coming upon the sick to bring healing. Some of you thinking, oh, that's a great story. They're, they're true stories, and God wants to do that across our nation and the nations of the earth. Going on in Acts, Acts chapter 6, verse 8. Stephen, who was a man full of grace and supernatural power, performed many astonishing signs and wonders and miracles among the people. Now you've got to realize this is really powerful because Stephen wasn't one of the 11 apostles. He was an ordinary man who was a godly man who was a deacon in church. He's on the front line team. God started using him through signs, wonders and miracles. And I love this because it means God will use ordinary people who just step out and believe. It's not just the evangelists or the pastors or the missionaries. God showed the pattern here. It started with the evangelists and pastor leaders to, to show the way. Jesus showed it. Then they, they went out and then it started to spread right across the body of Christ. That's why it becomes an unstoppable force. You start to pray for people that are in need, sickness and, and brokenness. And you just say, hey, God, why don't you, we, we believe you can break through. And I think, wow, Lord, this is so exciting. So God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Acts 7.36, I was just going through the book of Acts this week and just amazed at this flow. Acts 7.36, this man brought the people out from their Egyptian bond. This is Stephen preaching. He said, this man, he was referring to Moses, brought the people out from Egyptian bondage with many astonishing wonders and miracle signs. Miracles in Egypt, the ten plagues, miracles in the Red Sea, and miracles during their 40-year journey through the wilderness. Wow, so in the Old Testament, God showed the pattern, the miraculous. There were millions of people traveling through the desert for 40 years. God provided meat and bread for 40 years, just from heaven. That's, you think, well, God, I'm not sure how we're going to make it through the week. Just read the story of the people of Israel and God will stir your faith. And we go through testing times, but let's keep trusting and believing for our God. So God used ordinary people of 
Then in Acts 14.3, yet Paul and Barnabas stayed there for a long time, preaching boldly and fearlessly about the Lord. Many trusted in the Lord, for he backed up the message of grace with miracles, signs and wonders performed by the apostles. So here we see the fourth point is powerful preaching and teaching. They preached and taught like I'm doing today, stirring our hearts and our faith. They preached and taught and explained. And it says, because they stirred the message of hope and truth and belief and faith, many came to Christ and then God says, okay, I'll back this up because you're believing. So he backed it up with many signs, wonders and miracles through the message of grace. Going on, Acts 15, 12. Everyone became silent and listened carefully as Paul and Barnabas shared with the council at length about the signs and wonders and miracles God had worked through them while ministering to the non-Jewish people. Remember they thought the gospel was just for the Jews initially. So God did the, did the, the whole sheet from heaven and showed all the unclean animals, said, hey, you can rise up and eat any of them. He was trying to get Peter to realize the gospel was for all of humanity. And let's not be narrow in our believing that God can change anyone and everyone across our city. No one. If anyone's still breathing, they can be one for Jesus. Because God loves us all. We're creating His image. And so we see powerful preaching and teaching. Hebrews 2.4 says, Then God added the witness to theirs, His witness to theirs, he validated their ministry with signs, astonishing wonders, all kinds of powerful miracles, and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which he distributed as he desired. So the fifth point of how this is going to happen is through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The working of miracles, the gift of faith. The supernatural, discerning of spirits, words of wisdom and knowledge that break open people's lives and situations. Uh, the Bible says to hunger earnestly after the gifts of the Spirit. Not so we look more spiritual, but so that we can bring heaven to earth to set people free. And I want to encourage you, pray and believe for a greater manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit through our life. Because when you are led by the Spirit... Breakthrough happens. Breakthrough happens. And I've been in situations where in a moment the Holy Spirit says, today's the day. And I've shared this story before, but I remember the day that Sharon Midders walked through the door and she was in very ill, in and out of hospital. And as she walked through the door on the second song, I looked around and I saw and the Holy Spirit said, today's her day. I can't explain how that happened except a gift of the Holy Spirit of faith dropped in my heart and I knew that I knew that today, that day she was going to walk out of here healed. And sure enough, I called her up the front when I got up and I prayed for her and I knew the power of God was touching her and she went and got a test and was supernaturally set free from that condition. She could never have kids and, and not long after that, about 12 months later, they had Jessica who's now in Bible college. 18-year-old in Bible college, a miracle child. God gave me a supernatural gift of faith that morning that I could not even conceive that she wouldn't get healed. You know you got the gift of faith when you can't even imagine it not happening. 
That's when you know you've got the gift of faith for a situation. I've had that happen from time to time. I say, God, why doesn't it happen every day? Why happen every time I say, I can't explain because the Holy Spirit distributes his gifts as he determines that will bring the greatest glory to God and, and will partner with us individually or the body of Christ. And I cry out and say, God, do it again. Do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again your own way. You look at the life of Jesus. Most miracles he did was slightly different. So there wasn't just this pattern that you could follow. There's some principles you follow, but God will do it individually. Sometimes it's just speaking a word and they were healed, raised to life. Other times it's laying on of hands. Sometimes he spat in the clay and rubbed in the guy's eyes. That's not a good way to make friends and influence people, but it was a supernatural event. Sometimes God will get you. I remember I heard the story in Argentina in the 1950s. They'd been crying out for years for revival. It was great chaos. And these people were praying. I think it was on midnight on New Year's Eve at the beginning of a new year. And one of the quiet guys in the church just felt the stirring of the Holy Spirit to go and bang his hand three times on the pulpit in the church. And he wasn't the preacher. And he, he fought it for hours. I thought, that's just ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. Eventually, just before midnight, he got the courage and said, to the pastor said, I just feel I need to go and bang my hand in the pulpit three times. I just feel it's the Holy Spirit. And the pastor was smart enough to know that's, that's ridiculous. So it's either God or it's really foolish. He banged his hands three times on the pulpit and immediately a revival broke out across the nation, not just in their church. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. But they'd been praying and believing and sometimes God will use a trigger so when I pray and believe for a miracle or we see someone radically converted, I never know if that's the trigger for 200 people to come to Christ. You never know. It will always be about that person being converted, but you never know the flow-on effect. So I just believe that God can do. Super. Let's wrap this up today because I, I could go all day on this because this really gets me going. Signs, wonders and miracles were all components of the ministries of the New Testament believer. There is no place in Scripture to indicate that any of the works of Jesus or of his apostles should not be seen today. And religion sinners has tried to rob and steal it from the church and say, well, that was only there for the apostles to start the church. Or it was only in seasons throughout history. There are seasons, but I believe we're going to see a rapid increase. And it's not just going to be past adventure, it's going to be across the whole body of Christ. Won't matter what denomination, it will be anyone who's hungry and believing, willing to pray and do what God will do. Romans 15, 18 says, I will not be presumptuous to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. For many non-Jewish people are coming into faith, is, faith's obedience by the power of the Spirit of God, which is displayed through many signs and amazing wonders, both in word and deed. So how do we see that happen? By faith and believing in Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit and functioning in His gifts, preaching, teaching, and obeying the Word of God. And two more to add to it to wrap it up. Testimonies. One of the meanings of the word testimony is do it again. Do it again. When you share your story or you share someone else's story, it's like you're releasing faith that if God did it for that person or that family, He can do it for me. And that's why the power of sharing your story. What, however small it is, God's answer to prayer or breakthrough, let me believe, let you know it can stir up faith. And the last thing is faith works by love. Faith works by love. 
as the worship team comes. But just a word of insight here. John 12, 37 says, Even with the overwhelming evidence of all the many signs and wonders that Jesus had performed in front of them, his critics still refused to believe. Not everyone is going to get saved because of a miracle or a supernatural sign, but many will be turned towards God. Even Pharaoh continued to harden his heart when God, through Moses, did the signs and wonders in Egypt. Matthew 24, 23 says, At that time, if anyone says to you, Lord, Look, here is the Messiah, or there he is. Do not believe it, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So you'll get occasionally people will rise and, and say, follow me, but you won't have peace and they won't follow the word of God. They'll be doing their own thing. And occasionally that will happen, so we need to be wise and alert. Follow Jesus for the signs and wonders point or lead you to Jesus don't follow the signs and wonders themselves. This has been where many revivals and moves of God have got sidetracked. Some miracles happen. People start to follow the people who did the miracles or they get fascinated by the spectacular and forget that they always point to Jesus. If I go up to the end of the road, if I drive into town, I don't know where our church is. And they say, oh, there's a sign up at the corner on the end of Neil Street and that'll show you where to go. If I went up there and drive along and I see the sign and then I pull up and get out and look at the sign and think, what an amazing sign. I stand there for two hours admiring this sign. You think, how weird is that? The sign's pointing me to come to the church. Don't get fascinated by signs. Get fascinated by who they're pointing to and following Jesus. And secondly, a wonder will get you wondering about, is God real or what's He up to? So don't get consumed with the signs or the wonders. Follow where they're going and it always points to Jesus in His kingdom and transform lives. And God will help us by His Spirit. One day we'll talk about the signs and wonders in Daniel. That was amazing. But I'll finish with this scripture. John 14, 12. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I am going to the Father. The Passion says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith Believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. Wow, God's stirring our hearts today. He wants to flow through your hands, through your voice, your prayers. Let's keep sharing the good news. Let's keep demonstrating with deeds of love and compassion and kindness. Faith works by love. You say, oh, I wish that would happen. If you really love someone so much that you want to see their life change, God will come and flow through that heart of love and compassion and He'll sometimes do amazing supernatural works to get people's attention. Let's stand in His presence today. The Spirit of God's here. I just feel His Holy Spirit right now. Just close your eyes. The Holy Spirit's here right now. And today's a message of faith, and stirring your heart. Just take a moment. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you through a message like this? 
Some of you have seen God flow and work through you powerfully. He says, come on, let's step up and do it again. Let's keep believing. Don't pull back. Don't pull back. Let's step up and keep believing. Praying the prayer of faith. Reaching out in love. Believing for healing and, and transformation and restoration. Come on, let's, let's step up and let's do it more. The Holy Spirit wants to flow through you. Learn to listen to His voice and obey. Learn to work in teams so it's not just individuals. Peter and John did it together. They always had teams, which is a safety, to make sure no one gets off track and you do it God's way. Maybe right now you're standing in this place saying, whoa, I've never heard a message like that before. Maybe it's your first time in church or you haven't been here for a long time or in a church like this. But the Spirit of God's reaching out and love to you and He's trying to get to the attention of your heart. And even right now you can feel your heart beating faster and you think, wow, I don't understand all this, but I know there's truth here and, and what you're sharing is true. My spirit inside, my heart inside is saying, wow, there's something happening here. Right now, I want to pray for you. If you've never ever opened your heart to Jesus or it's time to reconnect or reaffirm your faith, I'd like to pray for you today because it's time to step out of the natural world into the kingdom of God and His supernatural ways. Light and darkness has fought over your soul and you haven't quite understood it, but today it's like... Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.